0: Welcome to another Niners Nation Podcast Network production. This is the Gold Standard Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera alongside Levin Black. Levin, how are you today?
1: Uh, Pretty mediocre considering what's been going on all day, if I'm being honest.
0: Yeah, look, we like to start this podcast with a lot of energy. I like to start it with a lot of excitement, but this episode is going to be a little different because today was a little different. It's Wednesday, August 26th as we're recording this, and... The NBA has postponed all of Wednesday night's playoff games after the Milwaukee Bucks refused to take the floor following the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. And oh, by the way, today also is the four year anniversary of Colin Kaepernick starting his protest uh, during the preseason. So there's a lot going on today. And like you said, Levin, it's not a normal day. And I know we're a 49ers podcast and we, we want to keep it in that vein. But if you think that this these decisions about players going on strike and not playing is not going to touch the NFL. You're crazy.
1: Right. It's already touching other leagues, major league baseball has suspended games. I mean, this isn't going to be over in two weeks when the NFL gets going. If anything, the NFL players are going to make it a point to make a point. I mean, they're, they're going to want to do something. They're not just going to finally be in the spotlight with the season starting and go, Oh yeah, we're past all that. Let's just go ahead and play our season. They're going to want to do something.
0: I totally agree. Uh, Mike Florio wrote on Pro Football Talk today, with the season starting in only 15 days and given that the Lions already shut down practice for a day over the shooting, it would be foolish to assume that NFL players will not consider very seriously the possibility of pressing pause on their preparations for week one. And I think he's right, Levin. I mean, at this point, everything is on the table, right? I mean, can uh, can you imagine a scenario where players say, we're not playing in week one?
1: I could imagine a scenario of that. I don't think it's that likely that they will just not play week one. It's possible, but at the same time, delaying just one week doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. It'll get some attention, but there's other things that can be done. You know, maybe the one, the one thought I had today that I wondered about, and not to make this political, but I wondered if the NFL players are truly united and really want to do something, will they say we're delaying until the election is over? Because that's oh, wow. two months. They could, You know what I mean? It, the thought occurred to me. I don't think it's likely, but the thought did occur to me that if they really want to take a strong stance on this, they could say we're not playing until this election is over and until the, the country comes together and does something.
0: Wow. I, yeah, I, I think that that would be... Highly unlikely. Um, I know that a, a big question that people are asking, though, along that vein is, what do these players want done? What is the point of all this? Because, you know, it's easy to say, oh, this isn't going to change anything and then dismiss it. But I think that people are going to want to know from players, what exactly do you want out of this? I know the Milwaukee Bucks issued a statement tonight where they basically said, look, we're going to educate ourselves and we'll tell you.
1: Right. I this this is difficult, and this could come off the wrong way, so I don't want it to come off the wrong way, but I was thinking about how can change actually happen, and when you really get down to it, the athletes and black people in general, they need to be out in front. They need to be the leaders of this movement, but really when you boil it down to it, until the people who are in power care enough to change, nothing's going to change, and it's going to take more numbers than they have by themselves. It's going to take white people, stepping up and joining them, not trying to lead the charge, but joining them and giving support and actually being out there on the front lines, being at risk, being in protests, doing what it takes to chart to make change. Things aren't going to happen if it's just the same people over and over. It really is going to have to take the unifying of America and all the races to step up and make uniform change because otherwise the people who are in power can just keep pushing it to the side. Like they've done for, I mean, decades, centuries, if you really want to get down to it. Nothing has ever happened in this country. And this is going kind to of come off the wrong way, but nothing's ever happened in this country without violence forcing it. Whether that was the American revolution, whether that was the civil war for slavery, which you can say the civil war was about more than slavery. Yes, it probably was, but slavery was a big thing. It wasn't. If you really want to get down to it, it slavery was, it was... Yeah. So it took, it took a war. You look at the civil rights movement in the 60s. When did it finally get to the point where black people were able to eat in the same lunch counters as white people were able to use the same bathrooms when they were willing to get out on the streets, be at risk and yes, willing to fight for it. I think this is a much bigger issue. This is something that's been ingrained from the very start of this country, going back 250 plus years, that it's going to take more than just those people being in the streets this time. It's going to take everybody.
0: I totally agree. The majority will have to act towards the benefit of the minority for things to change. And that's always how it has been because the majority always has the power. Now, you you know, we talked about Colin Kaepernick. People have said we don't like these rioting that's going on in places or we don't like the property that's getting destroyed. You have to do it in a peaceful manner. Well, Colin Kaepernick did it in a peaceful manner, and we didn't like that a lot of people. And what we're seeing tonight They're going on strike. And I don't want to say boycott because I feel like that's not the right terminology. They went on strike. They refused to play. That's a peaceful protest. This is it, right? So this is not we're not blocking streets. We're not damaging property. We're not trespassing. This is the most peaceful way that you can protest. And even online tonight, I've been in arguments with people on Twitter. They don't they can't stand it. They can't tolerate it. They want these Players to just shut up and play and entertain them, and they dismiss the whole thing. And that gets down to privilege. You can call it whatever you
1: want, but it's privilege. They don't care enough because it's not affecting them directly. Whereas this strike, boycott, whatever you want to call it, the NBA not playing is affecting them directly. So now the, all of a sudden they care. Now all of a sudden it's something that they shouldn't be doing. The people who say, they should do a different way. They shouldn't kneel during the anthem. You know, They're the ones that are saying that simply because they don't want to be inconvenienced. They don't care about the issue. They don't want to be inconvenienced, which means they want you to do it in a way that they can ignore, that they don't have to acknowledge, that they don't have to deal with. Well, that never gets anything done. Inconvenience leads to change. That's when it starts.
0: Now, my favorite baseball team, the Seattle Mariners, refused to play tonight. I'm very proud of them. They refused to play against the Padres, and so that game obviously didn't happen. I haven't seen, as we're recording this, we've been checking feverishly, we have seen nothing from the 49ers as of yet. They may come out with something later tonight or tomorrow. We don't know. Do you want to see something from the 49ers about this whole situation, Levin?
1: About the one that's going on tonight or Kaepernick? Uh,
0: Either one, actually.
1: I think they should make a statement. I think all NFL teams in the NFL you know, has its own Twitter account for the league should have already made statements. I mean, now when they make them, it's going to be a little too late. Um, and I actually, truth be told, commented on a New York giants post because in the middle of all this going on at, I think it was about seven thirty o'clock Eastern time, Wednesday night, they tweeted out a, a thing about dogs because Eli Manning posted a photo of having his dog. On Dog Day, and I said, "Oh yeah, this is super important right now." It's like, whereas a lot of NFL teams kind of went dark, like they didn't, that like I don't think the Niners have posted anything since this kind of news broke that Milwaukee was going to to uh, strike the game tonight. And now's the time to speak, you know. Sitting back and being quiet until it's convenient for you is not the right thing to do, in my opinion. They should be speaking. They should be ready for this. And if you want to transition into the Kaepernick thing for the Niners. So far, it's all been lip service, right? You know, the NFL with Roger Goodell kind of backtracked this week from the stance that they've had in the past when it comes to Kaepernick. Goodell said in an interview that they should have supported him and they made a mistake at the time, not. Well, that's all lip service until you do something. Right at this instant, he is still ostracized. Nobody has embraced him. He's not gotten a tryout. And nobody's brought him in to show their support. And I think if you want to talk about the Niners specifically, I think they should this season. I think they should bring him in at some point and address the issue and stop ignoring it. And the Niners, by and large, have been trying to ignore the whole Kaepernick issue ever since he left the team. I think they need to acknowledge if the NFL is going to say, hey, we made a mistake, okay, that's fine. That's lip service. Do something. Actually make an action. Bring Kaepernick in for a game. Have him do the coin flick at at a game so that – you can say that there's actual action here that you're truly you know standing behind him
0: well that's that's the big word action right that's what everybody the people that want to dismiss this are going to say what are you doing what do you want people to do and the people that are saying we need to step up and do things are saying what are you doing to help how are you going to do something more than just a tweet or putting out a statement or something like that and It's. I feel like the difficult part with this is because so many of us do want to do something, but we're all kind of doing our own thing. Sometimes it's participating in a protest. Sometimes it's if you post something on your social media, but but it's not a unified effort. And when you're talking about making changes as big as the things we're talking about, everybody's got to be pushing and pulling in the same direction. And I don't think that that's happening right now. No,
1: it's it's not so far from I mean, I think you're talking about everybody in general, but to bring it to the to the teams or the NFL or I mean, the NBA has been a little bit different. The NBA has been more proactive as a league, but the NFL, they've been dealing with this issue longer than any other league because of Kaepernick. And what have we seen so far? They wouldn't do anything to support the cause, to say, hey, it's it's just and right, until they felt like it was more beneficial to be in support of it than non-beneficial. That's when they cared. That's the only time they cared. It was a monetary decision. They have yet to do anything that wasn't around what could get us the most support. They've only ever cared about money. And you see that because the owners aren't backing it up. You got owners out there right now that are keeping their mouths shut, that are hiding, and. There's even a few that what they have said isn't necessarily in support of it. You know, what's Jerry Jones gonna do if a Cowboys player chooses to kneel during the anthem? He hasn't said. What you know, he said in the past that they wouldn't get to play. Okay, well, now the NFL just admitted that Kaepernick's thing was just and right and they should have supported it. So you're gonna allow Jerry Jones to do that? It there needs to be some uniformity amongst just the owners. You know, they're they're the ones that are got so much control and power in leagues, the owners of the leagues and the leagues themselves. And so far the NFL is lagging behind. You see the NBA, the NBA, Adam Silver's commented on it. The NBA owners, a lot of them have commented on it. You saw Mark Cuban speaking out today with the Mavs. They're being proactive. You feel like there's a real substance behind their support. So far the NFL, I don't feel like there's any substance behind their support.
0: The NFL players are watching this and there are going to be protests for sure. Like Jerry Jones, I know in the in the past he's talked tough and we don't really know how he's going to handle it, but he's going to have to figure it out this season because I guarantee you at least one player on the Cowboys, if not more, will be doing some sort of protest this season. I think across the league, you are going to see players more than ever before feel empowered to speak up about these issues and to demonstrate their where they stand on these things. I mean, Joe Burrow is talking about it, and he just came into the league. He hasn't even played a snap yet. Like this is a new season and a new era for the NFL. Sometimes
1: you got to be willing to bite the hand that feeds you, and that's the simple truth. NFL players and other professional athletes have to be willing to bite the hand of the owner if their hander, if their owner is not behind them in something like this. They got to be willing to call his bluff or her bluff and be willing to do it regardless of the repercussions that might come and be willing to fight if the repercussions are unjust. And that's where we're at right now. So far Cowboys players. I mean, I think Jerry Jones is a unique owner and you know, this is the Niners podcast, but I think that situation in particular is different because Jerry Jones has in the past been very proactive on some causes like giving players who have uh checkered pasts, second chances and he's been one of the owners that's most beloved by his players both former and current and yet so far you haven't really seen a player go toe-to-toe with jerry on this issue and jerry is very clearly whether he's outright saying it or not on the wrong side of this and somebody needs to call his bluff on that team
0: when you say bite the hand that feeds you yes you are kind of doing that in a way but i mean it's interesting because Right now, as we record this, we faced a very real possibility that the players could say in the NBA, we're done with the playoffs. Like, we're done. This season is over. They could just refuse to play. And, yeah, that's biting the hand that feeds you. But when it's everybody, like, what are the owners going to do? Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, they would obviously
1: probably want some money back that they paid these players because they've been paying them based upon those playoffs. And the playoffs are their big money stream. I mean, I turned on TNT tonight just out of curiosity to see what they had on their program. And you know what they had? It actually made me laugh out loud. It was an infomercial from like years and years ago for an Elvis gospel CD, uh, one of those you know, infomercials a for- CD. A got Yes, it was one of those infomercials from like the <laughs> early 2000s, maybe late 90s. It was literally standard death. You know, it, it had the actual square box wow. rather than being stretched. It was such an old infomercial. Because they didn't have, they didn't have, you know, their programming, they pay, like if they show a movie, they pay each time they show it. They didn't have any of that plan. This happened so late in the day that they couldn't plan anything. So they're literally showing infomercials from 20, 30 years ago. I mean, that's the repercussions. That's money lost to TNT and whatever they have planned for the other nights that now might have a game because playoffs are essentially delayed a day. I mean, they only have one court. So it's not like they can just make up the games. They got to push the season by a day. So the TNT is going to have to figure that out too. And the other programming channels that have the NBA playoffs, if a, if the NFL were to boycott week one, that has massive ramifications. I mean, massive. not yeah, not just in how do they get the games played, but in terms of the money stream, because we all know the TV contracts are where a large amount of the revenue comes from for these professional leagues. What happens if, Just one game gets canceled. You know, you see Major League Baseball right now. Things happen so fast that some games are being played as we're recording stills because some teams didn't cancel in time before they got going and they're not stopping the game once it's going. Um, Yet some teams have canceled and chose not to play. What happens in the NFL if there's another incident? Because this issue is not solved. There's going to be another shooting at some point that gets a reaction. What happens when that happens on, like, let's say a Saturday afternoon? and you get right. to Sunday, and some of the teams choose not to play. Or you have the Thursday game that has already played for that week, but the Sunday games don't get played, and the Monday game doesn't get played. What do you do as an NFL? I mean, this could be a massive thing, and it's not going away anytime soon. There likely will be an instance at some point in the season where everybody is suddenly talking about what games are going to get played. What happens if like the Bucks were the ones that drove this? They chose not to play. Orlando Magic were at... The arena. They were warming up. They didn't quite and on the court, right. Right. So what happens if an NFL team does this? They've flown all the way there to play the game. Something like this happens. They're playing, you know, say an afternoon game. And they decide, you know what? We're not playing. We're flying back home. I mean, what are do you doing in that instance? How do you make up that game?
0: Eleven, we have a little bit of breaking news, actually. Uh, turns out that according to sources, the Lakers and the Clippers have voted to boycott the NBA season. Most other teams voted to continue. LeBron James left the meeting. So there you go. We talked about the NBA playoffs could potentially be over. And I think the stronger the reaction is from the NBA, that's going to have ripple effects. The stronger the reaction will be from Major League Baseball, hockey, and yes, the NFL.
1: Yeah, that I mean, that's huge news. I mean, obviously the Lakers have LeBron James, who's chasing his legacy. He's chasing the Michael Jordan legacy, the ending the Kobe debate, you know, all of that for him to be willing to end his season and what, it, I mean, they're considered the favorite to win his fourth championship is, I mean, it, it's massive. You can't overstate it. And for him to be willing to do that, I think really puts into question the NFL season starting on time. It, I mean, it, it's still two weeks away, but we said earlier that, The NFL is going to want to do something. The players are going to want to do something. And if the NBA is taking the stance that, you know, at least the Lakers and Clippers are taking the stance that they're willing to not play period, then there's not much more of a stance NFL players could take other than saying, we're not playing until something is done.
0: I mean, LeBron James saying that voting to end the season, that's like Tom Brady saying, I'm not playing this season, or Patrick Mahomes. Maybe more Brady, because LeBron's more accomplished than Mahomes, because Mahomes is just starting his career. But like that, that's the equivalent. It, it, it's massive. It's it's unbelievable, and I think it's going to influence a lot of people to do the same. And I, the NFL, yeah, this everything is up in the air right now. Like we literally, the the season is 15 days away. Nobody has any idea what's going to happen. Anything. If I told you right now week one players decided we're not playing would you be stunned no
1: uh, right I think, I think at this point it, it's a it's a toss-up on whether or not the season will start on time I really do I think I think players are going to want to make a statement that is it gets it as big of a reaction as the NBA is going to get and there's really only one path forward to get that and that's to not play I mean the NBA players At least some of them have taken it to that place. And that's the biggest statement they can make is to flat say, we don't care about the money. We don't care about winning. We don't care about playing. We are not taking the court. This is bigger than playing. Well, there's nowhere else to go up from there. So all the NFL players can do is say, we're delaying. We're not playing.
0: I'm seeing a tweet from NBC News. A group of athletes led by NBA star LeBron James will roll out a multi million dollar program in the next few weeks to recruit poll workers in heavily black electoral districts for November's election. A person familiar with the plan said on Monday. So that's an actionable thing that players can join. Maybe NFL teams can donate money to, or the NFL itself could donate money to. I feel like that is something tangible that people and organizations can do to maybe make players feel like leagues care and leagues are trying to affect change that can maybe help save week one or week two or the season at large.
1: Uh, You could also spin that into if LeBron James is giving up the chance to chase a championship because he wants to get involved in something like that, that has to do with the election. Well, if NFL players want to be involved in something like that too, that plays into the whole thing I said earlier about maybe they don't play until after the election. I mean, I still don't think that's likely, but if this is the path they're going down,
0: that's right. I mean, think about where we, (laughs) I can't believe this. You said this like 40 minutes ago and I thought you were kind of nuts. And now I don't think it's crazy. Like in the span of 40 minutes, we've gone from me being like, that's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. To now being like, that's actually on the table. Yeah, I don't think you could say
1: something is not on the table. Everything is on the table due to this uh, injustice that is going on and due to COVID. I mean, everything is on the table. Nothing is, is to be taken for granted. I mean, they could play week one and then choose not to play week two, like we were talking. Something else could happen that spurs even bigger action. A couple of weeks from now, a month from now, two months from now, something could happen in the NFL playoffs. You know, who knows? But I don't think it's crazy to say really anything at this point. Everything is on the table. Nobody knows what's going to happen or
0: what's not going to happen. And I think, too, don't underestimate the fact that we're talking about LeBron James here. W- regardless of sport, LeBron James is revered by people in that generation. like. His what he says and what he does carries weight, and that's gonna matter a lot to people. You know, it's like the way Michael Vick was looked at. So many you talk to so many of the quarterbacks today, they say they looked up to Mike Vick, they in terms of how he played on the field. LeBron James is the same way, he's a much better person than Michael Vick, but it's the same way with the reverence that guys have for him. So I think that his actions here are gonna influence a lot of people, not just in the NBA.
1: Well, I would say the reverence towards LeBron isn't just because of what he does on the court or the way in which he plays. It's because he's been willing to speak up about this because the last person who was as dominant and was as big of a figure and was everywhere on endorsements and had the capability of speaking up didn't. Michael Jordan has never done that. He's never really been, that's never been part of him. And I wouldn't say it's wrong that it's not, but for LeBron, that's always been part of it. He's always been willing to go out on that limb and stand up regardless of the backlash he's going to take from it. And he has taken major backlash. You know, he's been told to shut up and dribble before. I mean, he's willing to speak out. And I think that's part of why he has so much reverence because he's not just one of the all-time greats and the best of this generation, but he's been somebody that didn't, sit and say well I want to make the most money possible. He was willing to sacrifice endorsements if it came to that to speak out.
0: You know Mike Florio used to say about Colin Kaepernick, he made the robots self-aware. Like he showed people that you have power and leverage and you can use it. LeBron is the same thing I and mean, LeBron has been doing all sorts of things like you said off the court that have shown players the power that they have. I mean look at the decision. No one no one ever thought of anything like that i mean he changed the entire landscape of the nba well the robots are self aware now and the robots are organizing and we're in for i don't even i can't even say we're the era of shut up and dribble and stick to sports is dead it is dead and buried and if you don't like it then i think you're you're just done with sports at this point cuz it's not going away
1: yeah sports are no longer your escape from politics. I mean, they kind, of, they kind of fused. And ironically, the person who drove that whole athlete stick to your sports, shut up and dribble thing. I mean, we all know who that was. The person who drove that is the one that kind of fused them together because he said something like that, because he led that charge of telling pro athletes and Kaepernick to not do anything. And that he's not going kind to of watch the NFL because of what if people are kneeling and all those things. That's what led to politics and sports kind of fusing together and becoming in a lot of ways, one and the same. I mean, not to keep going back to the NBA, but we they're the ones that are playing currently and have been leading this charge. You know, look at the court they've been playing on throughout this whole bubble. What's it say on the court? Black Lives Matter. National they Basketball
0: Association. Oh, oh well, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they've had that statement sitting right on the court, and yep. that could be construed as a political statement. I mean, I, I think it's a human rights statement, but it has a lot to do with politics, too.
0: Sports have always been political. People don't like to hear that. Uh, they have always been political. We play the national anthem before sporting events. Why? Why? What? What? There's no reason for that, but we do. Presidents have thrown out first pitches for decades. That's politics mixing with sports. It's, I mean, there's military demonstrations on the field before. Get, it's always been like that. So we're not... The idea that somehow sports were politics free 25, 30 years ago, and now they're jammed with politics is never the case. There's a military flyover at the Super Bowl every year, which I love, by the way. I can't really explain why, but I do like it. But I mean, the the political world has always been mixed in with the sports world. Right. And to use a line,
1: just shut up and watch or get over it and don't watch because it's going to be there. You're not going to change that. Whether the fans like it or not, there's going to be political statements like Black Lives Matter sitting on the court. Deal with it.
0: And feel free to spare me from the, this is it. I will never watch the National Football League again. I've been a season ticket holder since 1910. And I won't be, re- like, this isn't an airline. You don't have to announce your departure. Just go. We're, we're okay. The rest of us will be fine.
1: <laughs> right. Right. That's the guy that burned the LeBron James jersey when he left Cleveland for Miami and then was rebuying his LeBron James jersey when he came back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i just seeing a tweet here. According to Yahoo Sports, there's a Board of Governors meeting scheduled for 11 a.m. Eastern. So the Clippers and Lakers power move is giving the owners a timeline on a plan, which that's true, I suppose. Right. So if the Lakers and the Clippers say we're not going to play the playoffs anymore, we're done. If the owners uh, or the governors excuse me meet the next day and and maybe they have some sort of action plan that the players like, maybe the they can avoid that and the playoffs can continue.
1: I, I don't know how you have an action plan that they're gonna like because the big part of it that they don't like is the fact they can't do anything because they're stuck in the bubble.
0: Right. Now, that okay. bubble was
1: necessary due to COVID, but they can't be proactive. They can't do anything. They can't be out, <clears throat> excuse me, they can't be out in the communities when they're stuck in a bubble and the NBA playoffs are only in round one. They last a long time. I mean, the players like the Lakers or the Clippers, I mean, they're the number one and number two seed in the Western conference, whichever one of them gets into the finals is probably, I I don't know the exact schedule for the NBA and and when it was supposed to wrap up. Part of that depends on how long the series goes in each round. But I would imagine it, it, the plan is it was going to stretch into at least October and if you got a bunch of game sevens, could have maybe even reached November.
0: What happens in November?
1: <laughs> uh, something monumental.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, it's it's going to be like, it's going to be something we've never seen before. And I think it's only going to grow. I think it's, it's we're going to be hearing about players' passions and like the My Cause, My Cleats thing that the NFL does for like two weeks a year or whatever, however long, like that. That's not enough anymore. It's going to be all week, every week. And the pressure now is on the other major athlete. I think the pressure is on Patrick Mahomes a little bit and and some of the stars for the NFL. When the NBA can say, look, our biggest players, some of our most well-known players are here on this issue. You have a responsibility because of your platform, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Richard Sherman, the stars of the NFL that people know, what are you going to do with it?
1: Well, I wouldn't hold your breath with Tom Brady. I mean, he's much more the Michael Jordan. He's pretty quiet when it comes to topics uh, like this. But I will say that some pressure's on the NFL, too, to let go of the reins. I mean, what have they been doing in recent years when it comes to the players? Not letting them celebrate, not letting them show personality, not letting them do things that are uniquely them. Whereas the pressure's now on to let them – Wear special cleats. Let them put a different name on the back of their jersey like you see the NBA doing. The pressure's on for the NFL to allow things to happen, allow them to make a statement when they're celebrating a touchdown. Like, what are they going to flag if somebody makes some statement when scoring a touchdown that technically goes against the rules of celebration? Who knows? I mean, the NFL, I think, is under as much pressure as the players to uh, wake up, to put it <laughs> – put it matter-of-factly, the NFL needs to wake up.
0: Well, and so you mentioned a bunch of things there that I feel like the league can do that can announce that maybe would help sort of stem sort of that or alleviate some of that pressure, right? Like, what if they do allow the cleats, you know, wear whatever cleats you want all season and be very, very liberal with the celebration rules? You know, I could see a lot of players like, scoring a touchdown you know sometimes they make a big play and they pull up the jersey and they've got something written underneath the jersey you know maybe they they allow for that kind of thing they the the loosen the reins was a good way to to put it like you said if they do a lot of those things do you think that can help mitigate some of what seems to be building here i think it could mitigate i mean it might not be enough but i do think it's something
1: the players are probably going to push for They're going to say, let us speak out during games. Let us make some statement when the cameras are on or we're not going to play. I mean, they have that chip now. You know, they have the chip to be able to say, look, if you don't let us speak when the cameras are on and you only want us to speak behind the scenes, then we're not going to play. You know, you, you can kiss the season goodbye. Let us speak when the cameras are on and, you know. Like I said, back up your words, because so far the NFL has only paid lip service to these issues. They've done very little in terms of actual action. So do your action. Release or lessen the reins so that your players can speak out when the cameras are on and when people are going to be able to see it and notice it.
0: All right, Levin. So I think uh, we've said everything we want to say. We're sorry if we were lecturing you. That wasn't our intention. Uh, It just didn't feel right to talk about what happened in practice today for the 49ers when all this was going on. Uh, I will have a regular podcast tomorrow. Uh, Matt Miller, NFL draft scout and insider is going to join me and we'll, we'll get into everything. I, you and all the 49 ers stuff you want to hear. Uh, just couldn't do that tonight. So uh, we hope that you got something out of this Levin, Is there anything else you want to leave people with before we go?
1: No, I think we pretty much said it all. And, you know, for those of you that were hoping to hear my thoughts, you know, about niner stuff there'll be more podcasts in the future i'm not that important i'm just jerry rice over here
0: i'm cutting that drop by the way and i will use it forever levin saying i'm not that important we'll live forever thank you for that lovely gift
1: (laughs) i don't got it nothing to say about that
0: (laughs) all right thanks everybody we'll see you next week